for Martin Deinov and Frederick Marcus from Tirna. Thank you, Ola. Uh, hi, everyone. It's very nice to be here back at Syme, back at Circus, to be able to share with you a bit about our thoughts and visions about the future and the impact it will have on companies, corporations, society, and indeed all of us. My name is um, Martin Danoff. I am Senior Vice President for Kriuna, which is the largest digital agency in the Nordics. And my name, and my name is <laughs> Frederick Marcus, and I'm the Creative Director uh, at Kriuna. Um, sorry, I mean, we understand that we are not really contributing to the gender mix here today, but I hope we can bear with two beards. Um, looking into the future and trying to predict the future has always been interesting, fun, and very, very hard. Arguably, the only clear consensus that we have about the future is that it generally becomes something completely different from what we think. But well, that doesn't make it less important to try. As change and speed of change, especially technology change, happens faster and faster, we need to plan ahead for new rules on the market. Um, one, uh, we need to try to, to think about it even if we are wrong most of the times. And one very clear, obvious thing to understand how hard it is, is to think about how people in the past envisioned the society of today. So uh, here we see uh, a paper, a Swedish paper called Allers from 1968. They did a special about how the year 2000 should be in Sweden. So what were their predictions? The predictions was square cars for easy parking. Square apartments that they could move around. So, you know, square things was big in 2000. Yeah. And this is how a family lived in 2000. Uh, the, the housewife could, you know, telephone to the, the world with an interface and uh, there were robots who vacuum cleaned and do the dishes and do all the housework. That's what they thought. What we obviously see is people in the past both over and underestimated the development of different areas. When it comes to physical things and brick and mortars like ovens and cars, etc., we tend to overestimate the progress. We see few flying cars today, shrunken cities or materialized meals. When it comes to service things and tangibles, vir virtual things like uh, communication services or uh, entertainment, we tend to underestimate the development. Uh, if Captain Kirk had even one of the lousier smartphones of today, he would still be the coolest cat on the Starship Voyager. And with this information at hand, I'm often surprised with the fact that traditional companies have this great big fear of transforming themselves and become more service-oriented and based more on kilobytes than on kilograms, maybe. But um, One of the most important things I think that we can ask ourselves at this type of conferences is, what will the future generations say about our thoughts today? Will we be wrong or right? Um, are the kids going to look back at this time event and say, well, obviously you seem to have a lot of fun, but too much to drink, or are we hitting the target bullseye? Um, and I mean, even though it's very hard to predict, we will spend the rest of the time here on stage trying to predict the future. Uh, but more than so, we have a little surprise for you. Instead of just say, staying here and uh, be on stage and predicting the future, we will actually go into the future in this machine. 
So I will talk to you from the future and see if our assumptions are right, because everybody at these conferences stand up and say this is how it's going to be in a few years. So uh, we will check the bluff. So uh, uh, we have worked around the clock to get this machine ready. It's an early beta, so we think, uh, I hope you will see me back again. So bye. And tell, tell my wife if I'm, you know, gone. Thank you, so, FM. Bon voyage. Um, FM is going to go to the future. I'm going to stay here and have some predictions, and we're going to call FM back uh, up in the future and see if things are right. So the, the, the years we are going to visit is uh, 2015, just around the corner, then 2020, 2030, and finally then 2050, far ahead. So I'll start and guess, and FM is going to check out if I'm wrong or right. Um, okay, 2015, just around the corner. This is going to be broad strokes here, large, large ideas about the future, not the nitty-gritty things we've seen so far. We're going to talk about the general, more, more overall things. 2015, in my opinion, it will be evolution over revolution. After a couple of years of rapid development, I think that things are starting to pan out a bit. It will be a little bit like we've seen in the millennium. Uh, and as we've seen in the, uh, during the millennium, this will be both due to a general economic climate and, of course, the need for things and new technology to sink in and get really rooted. I think that this will be a make-or-break situation for many companies. Get on the digital train or get left for good on the station. And I hope they, they will use this breathing time, if you will, to catch up. And that we will see uh, not only people here at Syme, but all companies trying to become a little bit more digital. So, what should we look out for? Ubiquity is one big thing. Digital services is, of course, very important. We are, of course, here at Syme to understand that even more. But these services need, of course, to be uh, accessible for all people. I think that uh, people will only get more devices, be it glasses like we heard or other things, and those, those devices need to communicate with all the things around us very good. And all of us, I think, are familiar with some of the terms that will lead to this. Of course, the uh, responsive design that makes sure that every solution fits all devices and to have an early mobile focus, but also the fact that uh, keying con content with text and sound, etc., need to work hand-in-hand -hand with precedent context with place and uh, time, etc. This is such an integrated experience. I think that we will see a continuous social experience, of course, but my view is that we will be less about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as standalone places, and those will work more in the background to form kind of a glue that holds everything together and create mashups. When we uh, go to a service in the future, it will be there when we chat or share or see what our friends think. And as I said, these services will be background uh, machinery that help us out. And as we said so many times before at Kruna, social is not actually media, it's a mindset. Before we go to FM in the future, the final thing in 2015 will be acceptance. I think that uh, the, the larger players are going to accept the things that we've spoken of 
for a, quite a time now, and things are really going to happen. For example, um, newspapers, they're going to accept that the main focus for them have to be online, and the printed paper might not disappear, but it will change and maybe resemble a glossy magazine. For operators, they will probably need to understand that voice and text messaging, etc., will be standard things built into everything, and we won't, we won't uh, be able to pay for them separately. We will just see them as providers of data if they don't change and add a new value. And of course, we've talked so much about interoperability marketing, etc., I think that we will need to accept that it won't have the same impact as before. But what do I know? Let's call FM in the future, and I really hope this works. Uh, okay. Hi, Martin. Hi, CMA audience. FM here, 2015. Everything is great. The time travel agents was a bit puzzled when I arrived, and they had told me not to mention any specific details. So forget about the stock market tip, Martin. The iPhone 8 just released. It's in my back pocket. I have it here. Do you want to see it? Of course we do. Looks like this. Taller, better battery life, no touch screen. Can't tell you more. Sorry. Apple starts to feel a little bit like Sony. Polo, turtleneck, big in fashion right now. I have it here. Look good. Slatan plays for DG Force IF. And Ola. Ola, you just won the World Championships in Taekwondo. Most things are cloud based today. No one installs programs anymore. Apple was late in the game and they insisted on people downloading programs. But, you know, finally, those pesky red dots on your phones are finally gone. A big new global bank just established itself in Sweden. The banks are a bit scared right now. And when we talk about banks, many countries have abandoned physical money. Media industries have changed a lot. TV is only on demand these days. A new service called Just Play just arrived. Why is all services about TV called Play? I don't know, but it's still here in the future. Because of this and other media changes, the traditional ad agencies is almost out of business. It's all about making products and adding value these days. Very good. Okay, I head towards 2020. See you then. Okay, uh, so that was from 2015. I'm glad this worked. I'm amazed that it worked. You are probably too. Uh, 2020 then, the age of algorithms. I think that in 2020 we will see many services working with algorithms, uh, advanced algorithms with huge data sets and links to myriads of systems. I think that it will be a tremendous change from today. Already today we see that computers and systems help us out with things that we generally not think that it will help with. For example, uh, the choice of cancer treatment or uh, stock market trade, etc. This trend will continue. Virtual value be, will be one of the biggest things. Uh, many companies will need to refocus what they do and add digital value and separate the product and service from this new value. Or otherwise, other companies will add this type of value and these big companies that we see today will be greatly reduced. 
I think that, for example, uh, owning a car in the future will seem quite crazy. Instead, people will probably sign up for a car service that gives them access to a car of their choice when they need it and how they need it. I think that the choice of a car brand will, in the future of 2020, be more of a choice for a couple of hours and days than for a couple of years. And if I'm even close to being right on this point, this will be a great big change for car companies. Of course, the same will apply to almost all businesses. Even if I would like to buy and own a car, choosing and owning a car may be fun, but Many of the choices I have to make every day is, however, not. I spend a fair amount of time talking to my bank, my energy company, my insurance company, not to mention the choices I have to make regarding my pension plan. I think that many of you could agree with me that these are not easy nor fun, and it's only, mostly at least, about finding and processing data and analyzing this and then choosing something that a system could do easily for me, and I could spend my time on something better, like hanging out on the beach. When this is done for a lot of services, for a lot of users, the system will optimize itself, leading to a close to perfect market. And everybody that read some economy understands that on a close to perfect market, the margins on that market will approach zero. And I'm, again, if I'm even close to being right on this point, this will be a harsh environment for many companies that sell these kind of information-based products. Um, Hive Minds is one of the final things I have for 2020. I think that in 2020, whenever we plan on doing something, we only need to understand uh, a plan for what we want to do, not how we're going to do it. We will have a lot of systems accessed by, I don't know, maybe glasses or phones or what have you, but it will be like a little digital angel sitting on our shoulder and whispering advice to us all the time. Uh, does it seem like sci-fi? Well, I don't. Think, think it will be. I think it will be more or less what we've seen today so far. It will be the same society, but only with more information and a better uh, ability to choose and uh, do informed decisions. So again, let's take a trip to FM in the future and see what it holds for us. Hi, FM here again. 2020 is the year I'm in. Everything is quite different here. I made some notes. One of the hottest things right now is a service called Speak Things. It's like a Facebook for all things. Virtual and physical. In 2020, it's not strange that your bicycle feels like your friend. For instance, the refrigerator orders milk and cheese. Your rug orders your vacuum cleaner to clean it. This service collects all information in one place. You can easily see what is happening and the costs involved. Most people use virtual assistants this time. It's a little bit like Siri and Google Now, but they work so much better. All people vote online. There are new types of direct democracy where people vote for different things. Almost all laws that concern information and virtual resources are global. Most Swedes have bank loans from Switzerland or Germany, and what taxes for digital services around 10% these days. Okay, I gotta go. See you in 2030, Martin. Okay, um, good. 2030, uh, again, very far in the future now. Things uh, a time of age I call Viva La Virtual. I think that this will be a time where things are getting really crazy. 
uh, and digital will conquer the final frontier, not only our communication and entertainment, not only our economy and decision-making, but the fiscal world itself. I think that the society that we built for ourselves obviously is built for a physical world, and the structures here are very based on that. But if the virtual world is going to change many of the basic fundamental issues, I think that this system will crumble. It will not be the minor issues that we've seen so far, for example, piracy and copywriting, but huge things like which nationality should I have, which kind of money should I use, which language should I speak, which, which laws should apply to me. And I think that we will see a lot of changes. For example, of course, as we've seen so far, descripting, uh, robots will be important, robots and AIs. And the, the most important thing about, uh, thing about robots is not that they're robots, it's of course that they are connected to all other things and they can work completely different from what humans can. I think that in 2030, many things that are hard or difficult or dangerous will not be allowed to be done by humans, like driving a car or performing surgery. We will not allow humans to handle those things. Also, of course, labor. Cheap labor will maybe not seem as so cheap anymore when compared to a robot that never gets tired, never sleeps, never gets a race. And this will, of course, apply both to robots in factories but also domestic robots at home. I'm, I'm sure you're glad I haven't mentioned 3D printers yet, but now I have to. Um, 3D printers will arrive 2030, I think. As I said, we often overestimate the physical development, and I think it's much harder than we think, not only to print a blue, ugly bottle, but to do something that we really want. So 3D printers will arrive in 2030, I think. The most important things about the 3D printers is not the ability just to print things. For example, today we understand that because of the fact that we can copy a song, a music song, for a cost that is almost nothing, the information about that song, the song itself should have a price that is close to zero. We can copy the information for zero, the price for the song should be zero, almost zero. In 2030, we can copy the information for a product, of course, for almost zero. The information is easy to product, it doesn't cost anything. And we can use that information just to print it. So the cost for a product printed in such a printer should almost be zero. Everyone can understand that if you're Apple, and we are able to print things at home, and we won't be able to pay more than nothing for it, it will be a very different agenda compared to today. Again, let's uh, see what uh, 23rd slide. Okay, hi again, 2030 here. A very different time from yours, Martin. What I said. Everything is much more global. Languages is not a problem anymore, thanks to advanced translation technology. Health is much better. The lifespan has increased almost 30% globally. Global warming is a big issue. You can see that on my clothes. It's warm here, I can tell you that. Many places have huge troubles. There are not so many doctors anymore. Most are replaced with devices like this. Nearly everyone has an advanced 3D printer at home. This cap I'm wearing right now is printed from such a device. One problem is that terrorists use these 3D printers to print bombs. The cyber police have their hand full. 
Big or very advanced things are still made in factories, but people have 30 week vacations now when robots are doing most work. Here's a picture from the world's largest robot factory, IKEA in Elmhult. With all this free time, people from all over the world have started Project Halo, where people work together to solve big global challenges. They have already found a solution to malaria and a global solution for household waste. Isn't that fantastic? Here you can see a snapshot from the community. For the first time ever, the global population is decreasing. Right now it's 9 billion and it will stabilize around 8 billion in a few years from now. That was the big things you see in 2030. See you in 2050, Martin. Okay, very good. Um, going almost to 2050, it's so far ahead that it's actually hard to do any predictions at all due to the exponential curve. But one thing strikes me as obvious, it will be an age of abundance. Uh, when we have two things in abundance, energy and computing power, most things will follow. The Earth is hit every second by more energy than we consume for a whole year, and I think that in 2050 we will be able to harness some of this energy. We can do, use that to desalt seawater and grow all the Earth, including Sahara. We can cool, up place, cool down places or heat up places. We can do very many things. Again, everybody that knows about Moore's Law understands that the computers will be tremendously intelligent and extremely powerful, be it quantum computers or something else, and we can use that kind of power to uh, find solutions for most anything. For example, diseases or scanning our DNA or do very many things that is impossible to do today. So if people don't um, kill us before, the, the bad thing about this is that every year the IQ that is necessary to do very bad things also drops. So if we don't kill ourselves before 2050, I think it will be, uh, well, it may be resemblant of a paradise or, or something else. Very crazy. We'll see what FM thinks. Okay, I'm here in 2050 now. I'm a little bit scared because they are after me. But it's like a crazy, crazy paradise here. It's uh, wonderful and strange at the same time. But, uh, you know, uh, the time traveling authorities are after me now. They don't want me to be here. So I really have to go uh, because they don't want the timeline to change. So, uh, okay, now they're coming. Okay, bye. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm glad they didn't catch you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad oh, to be I'm back. I'm so glad. Um, I hope everybody also. You, you were scared there for a while, I, I presume. Uh, well, we, we visited some, some times. Uh, 2015, uh, evolution over revolution. 2020, the um, age of algorithms. 2030, uh, Viva La Virtual, where we conquered the fiscal world. And finally, what you have to tell me much more uh, about uh, uh, later on. We don't uh, have any time, so just ask me afterwards about the fashion in the future and other stuff. If these seem a little bit strange to you, and it was very broad strokes, as I said earlier, uh, you are all invited to our workshop tomorrow where we will dig into the more nitty-gritty um, things and the impact this will have a little bit more uh, on, on companies and uh, uh, organizations. So please visit us there and, uh, well, that was everything we had. Thank you. Bye, Seema, for this time.
Thank you very much. Phenomenal.